Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's time for another podcast. I give God all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. And I'm going to start off with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I glorify thee. I magnify thy name. I give you all the glory that's due unto thy name. I lift up holy hands without wrath or without doubt. Magnify your name. Lifting you up and asking you, O oh God, to crucify this flesh, stick it behind the cross, anoint these lips of clay. Let healing come, O oh God, let salvation come to the heart. Change minds, change hearts, that they might be saved according to your will at the time and the purpose, according to your will and predestination that we are walking in now and those that are not saved are walking in now until they come into the knowledge of the truth. Peradventure, you grant them the repentance to the acknowledgement of truth. Glory be unto God. I pray that you would open up the hearts of the pilots out there today and let them be drawn by the Father unto you so that they can go through you to the Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Get right into this. Um, this uh, topic that is... Um, chosen today is how to get saved from judgment. How to get saved from judgment. I'm going to get right into it. We got Hebrews 9 and 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Hebrews 9 and 27. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So we see here that it's appointed unto man once to die. Meaning that that judgment that has passed off from Adam on down, that's an appointment for us. That we're going to die once. You know, but we don't have to die the second death, which is the eternal death, uh, the celestial body death. We're in a terrestrial body now. So it's appointed unto man once to die. But after that, the judgment. I wanted to read that into your hearing. Because to be saved, you have to know what you're saved from. The judgment. Uh, you could check Revelations, I believe it is 21 and 8. And you will see some of those uh, judgments. Now, moving on. The Father draweth the preacher that sent preachers. The Father draweth the preacher that sent preachers. So what's an operation here when a preacher's preaching? The Father is the one that's drawing. Okay, because you can't get to Jesus unless he draw you. And Jesus said, with loving kindness, he had found it. So the Father, I believe also, with loving kindness, since there, those three are one, finds you with loving kindness too. And he draws you. Or whatever way that he draws you, he draws you. So the Father draweth the preacher that sent preachers. The preacher that sent preachers. Godly sorrow. Worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. Okay? Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation and is not to be repented of. So we see godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. So now, we don't have godly sorrow. Okay? So since we do not have godly sorrow, how do we receive this godly sorrow? I know that we hear the word of God, and once we hear the word of God, 
God can give us this godly sorrow. Because listen, it's his godly sorrow work of repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. All right? So, if it's godly sorrow, that work of uh, um, salvation unto repentance. So, there's some way that we receive this godly salvation. We receive this godly sorrow. For our righteousness is as filthy rags. And since our righteousness is as filthy rags, what we say and what we do is not acceptable for God. Because if our righteousness is as filthy rags, that means it's unrighteousness. And the Bible says all unrighteousness is, is sin. So then if we go within ourselves and say, Lord, Lord, help us, Lord, forgive us, that's our righteousness. So now let's read this scripture. Let's read this again. God is our work of repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. That's part of it. Now, moving on, it says, first hear from the preacher that sent. First hear from the preacher that sent. Second, believe on Jesus with your whole heart. Believe on Jesus with your whole heart. Third, confess what you believe. Fourth, 2 Timothy 2 and 25, part B. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of truth, what does he mean by the acknowledgement of truth? Pilate couldn't, couldn't understand what truth was. He said, what is truth? Not only Pilate. When he was talking to Pharisees and scribes, he said that the Father is not in them. The Father draw. He said the Father is not in them. He said, why don't you hear my words? Because they could not. Because they were not granted the truth by the Father. And the Father did not draw them. Okay. Because they were of their father, the devil. Now, Moving on, let me read it again. Timothy 2 and 25, part B. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. He has to, he, that's something that's given. That's don't, not to be confused with repent and be baptized for the remission of sins. Let me read it again. 2 Timothy 2 and 25, part B. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. Different repentance. Moving on. Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. Pilate said what is truth. Mm -hmm. He didn't know what it was. Okay. Moving on. Five. You repent. Your repentance is what you do. And is connected to salvation, but not a work of salvation. Let me read that again. You repent. Your repentance is what you do and is connected to salvation, but not a work of salvation. But it's still required. Why? Because you can't continue in sin. Why? God forbid. There is no more sacrifice for sin, meaning you have a choice to continue in sin. How? I confess the Lord Jesus with my mouth. And believe in my heart, he died on the cross. And was raised again by God. Six, ask for forgiveness by declaration. Why? Okay. Because of 1 John 1 and 9. It is written, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So here we got the unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So that means in Isaiah where it says that all our righteousness is as filthy rags. Mm -hmm. And all unrighteousness is sin. 
So that's the reason why you can't just approach him by yourself without him granting it to you and also because of the Father drawing you. These words that he speaks are truthful. Everything that he said is true. So let's move on. It says, repentance is granted or repentance is given to a believing heart. Then a person is able to repent. Well, let me get let me let me say it again. Repentance is granted to a believing heart. Then a person is able to repent. That's not the repentance of salvation. That is grant you the uh, repentance to the acknowledgement of truth. Granting you the repentance to the acknowledgement of truth in order to acknowledge him, meaning the Father draw you. Mm -hmm. He draws you to Jesus. You hear the word, faith come by hearing, hearing come by the word of God. But he grants you the acknowledgement of truth. Pilate said what is truth. He didn't know what truth was. The Pharisees and scribes, Jesus said, why can't you hear my words? Okay, so let's move along. Again, repentance is granted to a believing heart. Then a person is able to repent. That's the repentance, the repentance to the acknowledgement of truth. That's that repentance, okay? There are four types of repentance, I believe. Maybe more. I am speaking on two of them. One God grants, the other we do. Okay? St. John 6 and 44. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Okay? St. John 6 and 44. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Let's move right along. Jeremiah 31 and 3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Let's read that again. Jeremiah 31 and 3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I, I drawn thee. So, God draws us with loving kindness. The Father draweth. Mm -hmm. And then you go, you're drawn by the Father. After you're drawn by the Father, you go to Jesus. And then after you go through Jesus, you go to the Father. That's how it works. Romans 10 and 14 through 15. How then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Mm -hmm. So you have to hear by a preacher. Okay? How could they hear without one? Okay? So now, and how shall they preach except they be sent. Now see, this is where um, we have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. You have to know that the man or woman that God sent is sent. And when they're sent, that's who God sent to speak to you. That's who God sent to preach to you. That's who God put over your soul. Let's just keep that in mind. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Romans 10 and 17. So then, 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10, all right? For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world work of death. Now, what's the right reason to come to Christ? Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Through the foolishness of preaching, God chose to save men. So we see that these things are in the hand of God. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's God. Right? Because your hearing is coming by the word of God. Through the foolishness of preaching, God chose to save men. Okay? So the God preaches that is sent. Words of God are preached. And when they hear it, their faith is increased and the Father draweth. So, let's continue on this, but let me read this to you again. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. For a godly sorrow, work of repentance to salvation, not our sorrow. See, it's that no man by their works can boast. So, what is the reason why man is coming? Godly sorrow, work of repentance to salvation. It's him giving us that godly sorrow too. You know, because it's not our sorrow. And I'm going to show you why it's not. It says, not to be repented of. Now, he gives us that sorrow, but that doesn't mean that we repented. But it does say of, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world work of death. So now, if you come to Christ for a reason of your own self, oh, uh, God is... Uh, um, my my grandmother went to church, so I, I'm going to I'm going to church, and I, I'm going to get saved. Scripturally, this can't happen because remember the word of God is not a lie. So if the Father is drawing you and doing these different things, these reasons cannot be legitimate reasons. If you li listen to this, and if you, even if you rewind it, you will see that these these reasons that they're coming, if they come for uh, any other reason, then the operation of what the word is saying, it can't be true. So, um, moving right along, let me read it again. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Mm -hmm. Repentance to salvation now. Not to be repented of. Doesn't mean that the godly sorrow that you had makes it that you repented. I'm glad they put that there. Doesn't mean that you repented, but it said it worketh repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So the reasons of the world, those sorrows in the world, that they say they, oh, look at humankind. Oh, the man is suffering of God. Oh, those are not, um, it's not wrong to have good intentions and to have reasons that you don't want to, to see the world suffering. But that is not a reason that type of sorrow, you can't bring that to God and become saved that way. Because it says, but the sorrow of the world work of death. Well, you say, maybe that is good. Nobody's not saying it's not good. We have to stay in order with what God is saying. Jesus said, you don't follow me for the miracles, but you follow me for the two fishes and loaves. Their intentions was wrong. With loving kindness, he had found thee. Our intentions are wrong. And it shows through our righteousness what the righteousness in Isaiah says, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So now, how do we become righteous? Godly sorrow in us is going to make us righteous enough that we can approach God with a true heart of repentance when we go to believe. So, 
Let's move right along. As long as God say the same. But let me read this one more time. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. For, the, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. His sorrow to salvation. Not to be repented of. Not to say for you to say it's repented. That you repented. And that is repentance. But the sorrow of the world work of death. That sorrow is going to lead you to salvation. Not your own righteousness when you see something, you see something in need, or you say, well, I need, and I'm going to, because our righteousness is a filthy rags. Okay? So, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2 and 25, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. Will God give them the repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth? Pilate said what is true. Didn't know what it was. Peter said, when Jesus said, um, he said, who do, I say, who, who do they say I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. I believe that's what he said. And not saying it exactly as it is stated, but Jesus said flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. But my father which is in heaven revealed it to you. So now, the other scriptures come in play. You can't go to Jesus unless you're drawn by the Father. Where's the other um, parts about it? Philip said, uh, show us the Father and it suffice. And, he's, <laughs> and he said, man, I've been with you so long, you don't know who I am? So revelation, real, uh, revealing things that are being revealed are within the scriptures. Let me read it again. 2 Timothy 2 and 25, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God, hello, G-O-D, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. You mean to tell me you can't acknowledge truth? No, sir, look at Pilate. Not in the proper and correct way, that way that God wants us to acknowledge it. So we have to be very careful because there are things that are written that we have not a lot of understanding in. Because the Bible tells us any man that thinks he knows, like he ought to know, he doesn't really know. So I'm one of those men. But I'm learning because I'm willing to admit the fact that I don't know like I ought to know. So I'm going to continue in learning and um, getting understanding in God because I know I don't know the way I should know. So there's always room for God to correct me, according to the scripture uh, where I believe it says, um, it said he gave, um, he inspired him, he inspired a uh, man, and um, it's for reproof, correction. So now, I have to say within myself, um, to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove, that there's got to be something in my life where I'm going to need correction at. That means, to me, that's, that's my life, so I believe that's in everybody's life. Because we're his children, so there has to be something that we're doing wrong that God is going to share with us and, and, and let us know, well, this is the correct way. Okay, so moving right along, but let me read it one more time. 2 Timothy 2 and 25. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. Let's move on. Romans 10 and 8 and 9. But what saith it? The word. 
is nigh thee even in thy mouth. And in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Moving on. Romans 10 and 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's Romans 10 and 10. I'm going to read it again. For with the heart man believe unto righteousness. So there's more than one kind of belief. The devils believe in tremble. I believe. That's not good enough. That's not what the scripture said. The scripture said, Romans 10 and 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness. So he's not righteous. So in Isaiah it says that our righteousness is as filthy rags. In Romans 10 and 10, it says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So, you must believe with your whole heart, and you must believe, and you must confess with your mouth, according to Romans 10 and 10. For it is written, Romans 10 and 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Got anybody out there today that's free? F-R-E-E? -E, free from the slavery, the slavery of sin? Free? F-R-E-E? -E? Let's move on. Proverbs 28 and 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. I like this verse because there's a confusion about what repentance is, what re, what with some with some people they are confused with repentance is, what uh, repent is, and who's doing the who's doing what, what is God doing, and what is the man doing? Let let's look at this Proverbs twenty eight and thirteen. He that covereth his sins, that's the person, shall not prosper. Okay, but whosoever confesseth. That's another person. That's 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 uh, talking about people again, and for sake of them shall have mercy. So how does this coincide with the New Testament? Repent, right, and confess goes together. How do you, why do you say this? Listen to what the scripture say, Proverbs twenty eight and thirteen. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth, okay. It says in Romans 10 and 9, Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's confession. And in, in, in 28 and 13, let me keep on reading. It says, And forsake of. Forsake of means to repent. Turn away. Get away from it. Don't do it no more. Them shall have mercy. Okay. So in the Old Testament, it's telling you here to repent and it's telling you here to confess and repent. Proverbs 28 and 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Moving right along. God, uh, I want to say God to God be all the glory. Amen to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Glory be to his name. For opening up the eyes and touching the hearts. In Jesus' name. In the New Testament, believe first, confess second. Your repentance is last. 
Okay? Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. So, God saved me. I can't accept that. You're filthy. You're just like a bottle that's dirty on the inside and out, and you're the wine on the inside. I got to wash that glass out. So, and we all do fade as a leaf in our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Let us read this again. Isaiah 64 and 6. But we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness, the things we do right, are as filthy rags before him. And we all do fade as a leaf in our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Earlier I said that Godly sorrow, uh-huh, it, it work of repentance to salvation. But the, the, the sorrow of the world work of death. Don't you see how this coincides? Our rags, are, our, our righteousness is filthy rags. So what we do, work of death. But what God does, work of life. He is spirit and life. It's all about what he does. And then we do what he says to do. That's how it works. Let's move on. 1 John, one, well, let me read this again. Isaiah 64 and 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf in our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. 1 John 1 and 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Moving right along. 1 John 5 and 17. All unrighteousness is sin. And there is, an, there is a sin not unto death. All, 1 John 5 and 17. All unrighteousness is sin and there is a sin not unto death. So, if all our unrighteousness is sin, if all our unrighteousness is sin, then how do you approach God? I explained it earlier. If you rewind the tape, you will see how God allows us, how he set everything up so that we can actually approach him. You know, so I thank God for that. So, we're going to move right along while I'm checking something else too, but I'm uh, we're gonna move along in a second. Um, in one second here. Okay, so we're gonna move right along here. Let me read that again for you. First John five and seventeen. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Ephesians two and eight do nine. For by grace are ye saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. All right? So now, if we say it by grace, all right, through faith, then it's not our works, then I explain to you how God does it to the best of my ability as a man of God in Christ. I explained it. We say it by grace. Through faith, the part that God has shown me. 
So, let me read it again. Ephesians 6 and 8 through 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, if we say it by grace through faith, there's no way you can be saved according to Scripture by any action or work, by any work that you do. So now, you can read something, and it reads a certain way, but now, the scripture tells the truth all over the place, throughout all of the scriptures. It doesn't lie in one spot and tell the truth in another spot. So if you're saved by grace through faith, that means you're not saved by any works of your own. So if you're doing a work and you're saying that God is saving you, how is that, how, how is that so? And this scripture says, Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9, through 9, it says, For by grace are you saved, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Moving along, Romans 10 and 12 to 13. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now, we see here there's Jew and the Greek. They are not the same. Okay? So, one is a Gentile. One is like an Israelite, a Jew. So, they are not the same. Okay? Not the same. So, it's saying whosoever will. So, to, in today's time, I would say black, white, Chinese, whoever. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord, shall be saved, along with the other scriptures that were given before in the operation of what's happening. Romans 10 and 12 to 13. For everything of God is good, all of the meat of God, which is the word of God, that man should not live by bread alone, is good for consumption. Not just part, but all. Romans 10 and 12 to 13. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For the functionality of the, of the, of the body. Um, the same thing is the order of the word of God. Where things go together. The functionality of the body has to function. The hands um, don't operate alone. The feet don't operate alone. The stomach don't. Um, operate alone. The mouth don't operate alone. The brain don't operate operate alone. The whole body operates. So, the word of God has words that come together. Separation is of not of the word of God because the Bible says Satan not divided against itself. So he wants to separate, divide, and conquer. Listen to what I say. Jesus Christ is the word. It was made flesh. I believe it was 1 John uh, 1 and 14. It was made flesh. So he wants to divide the word of God. What is the word of God? The Bible is the word of God. Divide the word of God. Take out peace here, peace there, denomination. And then now what you have is divide and conquer by Satan. Whereas we all should be doing it the same way. We should all be doing it the same way. So now, Romans 10 and 12 to 13. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. To God be the glory. I hope this was um, not only informative, but that it brings a blessing upon your heart and soul and that God will use this for his mighty acts and his mighty works that you might be saved according to his will and that you might be uh, delivered according to his will. In the name of Jesus, God bless you.